Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. So I'm back with um, working on the Awakened series. I almost forgot what it was called. <clears throat> you'll have to forgive me. I got a little bit of a cold. Um, so the last time I did a podcast in this series, it was on... Um, January 3rd, 2018, the courtroom experience. And after that date, <clears throat> I started realizing that my Christian walk had not been very good. I hadn't been doing what I remember doing, like, you know, the verse, you know, you've lost your first love. It's Revelations 3 one of the one of the churches was being told that they've lost their first love and that's what happened to me i had lost my first love and when the lord woke me up january 3rd he was telling me that exact thing <clears throat> you have lost your first love and now you have chosen another husband and you are you know you're not walking in what what he's called me to walk in. So after January 3rd, I felt impressed to pray for full surrender. You know, once you're saved, you can get sidelined again. So I wanted to just, just completely give him my whole entire being, full surrender. So on January 4th, I made a note that that's what I did. <clears throat> and I even made a note here that I was knocked off course. So I, I gave him myself under full surrender. Um, and I told the Lord, I will follow you fully. So let me go on here. <clears throat> January 5th, I set up a prayer closet in my office. And I was in there, um, I think before I had said that I had been in my prayer closet, but, I, but not yet because I noticed on this date. That's what I did. So I set up the prayer closet. And I, in years past, I remembered that I had been able to cast out demons that were pestering me I've never cast out demons out of another person I had cast out demons out of a space like a, a you know a place where they were hanging out but that's only because they had to flee from me because of the prayer I prayed and the faith that I had so I, w I remember looking up on a website can't remember the name of the website but they had really good prayers in there about um, about binding and casting out demons oh, I wish I could think of the name of it um, it's right on the tip of my tongue if I think of it I'll say it but anyway on <clears throat> in here I put yesterday I was able <clears throat> Again, excuse me. I'm trying to get over a cold. Yesterday I was able to bind 
the Jezebel pride narcissism spirit, <clears throat> uh, the disobedient spirit, spirit of alcohol, and I mean I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was I was drinking too much, and things like that. Not going to say all of them. Good grief. But anyway, so I had bound those spirits and cast them out. And honestly, I felt different. I felt a release. And I was, I was pretty much just cleaning up my act. You know, trying to <clears throat> go throughout my whole being and figure out what was not being obedient to the Spirit of Christ, to, to the Holy Spirit, where I was compromising. You know, had I fully surrendered my whole entire being, was I willing to take a stand against things that were not exactly the way I felt God wanted them? I'm not saying I was right. I was saying I had to be obedient to my conviction in my faith. And don't you know that this can cause a lot of arguments with other Christians, especially. <clears throat> and then I felt that in the, that morning I was guarding my heart and my mind. I felt that in the shower. I was renouncing all evil thoughts as I perceive them and it came to me and that's how you walk in the anointing I felt that's what the Holy Spirit said to me you take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and when I did that very clearly the sentence came to me and that's how you walk in the anointing all right <clears throat> So I wrote down battle verses, and these were from that website. And you know, did I write down the website in here? Of course I didn't. But the battle verses are Isaiah 54, 17, Psalm 44, 5, Psalm 144, 1, Psalm 18, 32 and 37, uh, Deuteronomy 23.14 and Job 17.9 Strengthen and seal my hedge when they are gone. Do not seal them in with me. I have verses Job 1.10, Psalm 18.2, Psalm 37.39, Isaiah 50 verse 7, Isaiah 42.13 The Lord is a man of war. Isaiah 52.12, the Lord before and behind. Jeremiah 1.8, and Isaiah 41.11. <clears throat> then what I did, I felt that the Lord wanted me to go into my personal belongings and anything that was, that I, anything that I was hanging on to that that was negative against another person or anything that was um, that I had more faith in 
than God as far as health-wise. So I had a 77-page handwritten account of what my ex-husband had done to me. This is not good. <clears throat> Forgiveness means you don't hang on to any of that. The reason I, I hung on to it is because I knew I was, I might have known that I wanted to become a counselor, but I wanted to help other people who went through the same thing. But I shredded that. I sh completely shredded it. Then I found I had a stash of B1 vitamins and B12 vitamins. Now for anybody else, they're not a problem. But for me, since I had Crohn's disease at the time, my <clears throat> stomach and intestines were very sensitive to anything I took, anything I ate, anything. And B1 and B12 almost became like a drug because they would be one would make me happy without I could just forget about everything that was going on in my life it was weird it was just like a drug and b12 of course was like drinking three monsters you know then I had a letter from a sister who had written a letter of justification of herself of behavior and I don't know why I was hanging on to it. It was more of like a, I want to pray for her kind of thing. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the Lord said to shred that too. Um, so I prayed over, I prayed over that and then I shredded it. Um, after this, I started having visions. So I f it felt like my spiritual being, my spiritual person was completely, as much as I could tell, cleansed. I had surrendered my entire being. I had cast out all the demons that I felt were harassing me. I had gotten rid of anything that I had in my personal possession that might have been against God's sovereignty and forgiveness and I was taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and at that point I started having visions the first vision I had it was it was very clear crystal clear um, <clears throat> I was awake it was a, an angel ushering a person through the sky so like like they had them underneath the arms and they were ushering this person through the sky very very quickly it seemed to me that it was one of the elect and the angel was holding a big key like a skeleton key an old-fashioned skeleton key and it was dark, it was a dark color, like a brownish gray, like a, I suppose, pewter, antique or whatever. And the, the phrase that went through my mind is keys to the kingdom. I felt a rushing of the Holy Spirit, wave upon wave, rushing of the Holy Spirit. So that was the first vision that I had right after I had done all of this. 
<clears throat> I can still see it right now. I don't know what it means. I really don't. Um, but at this point, I started uh, asking my sister, um, you know, of people that she read on Facebook and things about, you know, that was she was she reading anybody that pertained to the book of revelations because i just i just really had this feeling that the the time had come that we were embarking upon the book of revelations so she gave me a few people and that's where i started to see that a pre-tribulation rapture is not biblical and i'm not going to argue it and i'm sorry if you don't believe me but <clears throat> All right, then I did a study on keys, keys to the kingdom. And of course, the one that Jesus says to Peter, you know, he will give him the keys of the kingdom. Matthew 16, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. On this rock, on this principle that Jesus is the Christ, because that's what he said, I will build my church and I will give you the keys of the kingdom keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed will be bound uh, loose on earth will be loosed in heaven sorry lost my train of thought there all right <clears throat> so then after that i was talking to my daughter about casting out demons and that sort of thing um all right Okay, so after that I was setting up the office and I started to realize that I was hanging on to a lot of things from my past. It's okay to have mementos. But if you hang on to a lot of things because of the feelings behind them, and they are feelings other than thankfulness and joy and things like that, then... You kind of want to maybe decide, am I holding grudges? Am I being resentful? And so I started cleaning out a lot of things. 1 a.m. January 10th, I woke up and felt his liquid love enveloping me. It felt like, hmm, like light, blue and sunny, but not a place exactly, but a feeling that almost was physical, but a place too. A place within a place. I couldn't hang on to it myself, though. As soon as I thought, I have to keep this feeling place going here, it started to subside. Then I thought, not by might, nor by power, nor by my spirit, says the Lord. And it came back a little as I, as I waited but not visually, only through a feeling of intense rest. The first feeling was almost a, oh, distinguishable place. I can't read my handwriting. The first feeling was almost a distinguishable place, like a feeling place you could hang out in, in his presence. It was his presence, but as a place. All righty. And 
it it was it's neat because with him as a dimension the dimension is a place but the dimension is more of a feeling when we are in this place because our the earth place our physical body we have learned to guard it satisfy it take care of it for so many years that this physical existence will always come first as long as we're here unless we can get to the place where and it would take a lot of prayer it would take like being almost in constant prayer where you could be you know putting the fit the, the spiritual realm first is what i'm trying to say <coughs> so the next day i made a contract and an oath with the lord this morning that if i try to steal any of his glory because of my fleshly pride that he take my life away my physical life he showed me he received it the contract and the oath and stamped it received and put it in my file or book then I talked with him about my pride I feel and the other day I asked him to remove it and he said to do that would kill you so that makes me sad not that I'd have to die we all die but because it's that ingrained in my DNA so this am just now I prayed once again and relinquished my life and stated by oath I would <clears throat> and that he would help me on that day as it says to put his words in my mouth when I am brought before kings that his Holy Spirit would put the words in my mouth and if they take my physical life I pray that the name of Jesus <clears throat> excuse me be on my lips and on my tongue I also saw him take that stamp it received so when I was done, it dawned on me, it came to me about Paul's thorn. And then I prayed he would send me to those to whom, and I do believe it's his tribe that we are carried away by the Assyrians. Not quite sure what I'm writing here. And I prayed this morning in bed that I wouldn't be of those that shrink back and are afraid. And like he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So that afternoon, um, we were living in, in apartments, like I said, in West Fargo. And I was walking around the block. Behind the apartments were a couple of neighborhoods with houses and stuff like that. And I went down this, this one side street to the east... And I was, I was praying. I had been watching a lot of videos and just really praying a lot, worshiping a lot, just submerging myself in the Lord. I didn't want to cut short the work that I could see that he was doing in me. So I was walking along a street. I had watched a YouTube video about... <clears throat> 
This guy was praying, Lord, use me today. He was out and about somewhere and he was praying, use me today, use me today. So I was praying that I was as I was walking along, and we have to be careful what we pray for. <laughs> but I was walking along this side street, and I was just going to do like a big loop and come back. And I was praying, Lord, use me, use me today. Is there any way you can use me? You know, I, I don't get out much except for my job, so I'm not out walking around or in my own neighborhood. And as I came around, and I, I just remember I was just constantly praying that. I didn't stop. I just kept praying. I went down one long street and then down another really long street. And then I was coming back up another street. I think I was walking the dog. Yeah. But I was coming back up another street, and there was this little kid standing on the corner crying. And and I recognized who he was because, you know, we live in a predominantly white neighborhood and this was a little african-american kid six-year-old boy standing there and so i knew that he lived in the house across the street and down a little bit they had just moved in there and he was standing there crying and so i walked up to him and i said well, what's the matter and his name is keenan and he said i'm locked out of my house and it was cold. This was January. You know, it's like probably five degrees. And he was wearing tennis shoes. And he had been walking. He walked home alone from school, which was only three blocks away. So that wasn't too alarming. Normally he was with his older brother and sister. But he had walked home alone from school. I don't know if he got out early or what. And he had walked through all the snowbanks and his feet were freezing he was wearing wet tennis shoes and I said well why can't you get into your house where's your mom and dad and he said I don't know they they said they'd be home by the time I got out of school but they're not home and so I I said well let's go over to your to your porch and wait for him and we got to the porch well I was wearing boot no I was wearing yeah I was wearing like these these you know like tennis shoe boots but I had thick socks on. So I took my shoes off and I was just like, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How do I, how do I warm this kid up? You know, they wouldn't like it if I, you know, took him a couple blocks away to my place. And so we sat on his porch and I said, here, put my socks on. And so he took his wet tennis shoes off and his wet socks off and he put on my warm, thick socks. And then I gave him my mittens and he's like well then you're going to be cold and I said no I'm fine I'm fine you know and I and I had my hands in my pockets and I put my feet back in my shoes and and we just sat there and my were my feet cold yeah they were really cold but his weren't <clears throat> and so I just sat there and talked with them and and it was only about 15 minutes you know and I was just like um we were just sitting on the porch and his dad pulled up in the driveway and the first thing his dad did when he got out of the car is he's like what are you doing you know he got mad at the boy and I and I said no no it's okay you know he he said he was locked out so you know I just I'm just trying to keep his feet warm because he was walking in snowbanks you know you're not supposed to walk in snowbanks and you know and he was just getting the, the business you know and 
I'm like, well, I guess I have, you know, he he knows what he did wrong or whatever. It's not that his dad was mean. I, I you know, I talked to them several times and they were pretty decent. Well, then the mom came around the corner right after that too, you know, and they're, they're just like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm like, no, that's okay. And I'm putting my my socks and shoes back on, you know, and they're, they were very, very appreciative. But, and then I walked home and, and you know, it was like the Lord, the Lord said, well, you wanted me to use you today. And, you know, by the time I found Keenan, his feet were already wet, soaked and frozen. It's not like the Lord said, okay, Keenan, I'll go get your feet frozen. He saw where I could fill a need. And, and it was so neat because I was like, oh, man. So all we have to do is pray. So if God's not using us in our life, it's not because he doesn't want to or he doesn't think that we're useful. It's because we're not asking him to use us. You know, and I'm just as guilty of it. I go about my daily business and... You know, other than my family, I'm just kind of like, well, do you want to use me today? You know, and every now and then he'll he'll say, there's a homeless person, go talk to them. You know, and, um, and so I do. And, you know, so that's our own fault. If the Lord isn't using us, it's our own fault. All we have to do is ask him. Um... So then after this, I started doing some uh, studies on the anointing. I was, um, when I was worshiping in music, you know, I could picture myself as a lampstand. And, and I was praying a lot about the anointing. You know, and, and the anointing is for any of God's children. But at the same time, it's something that I noticed that has to really engross your life. You know, a one-time prayer about asking to be anointed doesn't do it. God is the kind of God where, huh, where, where you have to bug him and pester him sometimes. Not always. Sometimes like, okay, bam, there you go. But other times it's like, how badly do you want this? How badly? You know, it's like the guy who's sleeping in bed. There's a parable and this guy kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door. I need some bread. I need some bread. So he woke up and he gave him what he asked for. You know, ask, seek, knock, and you shall find. You know, <clears throat> we have to show the Lord that we truly truly want him to touch us and bless us so that we can bless others um, so January 13th I saw in the spirit a pack of wolves they were pitch black so black I couldn't see fur or details they were running as a pack with yellow eyes they were bonded together and I could tell the Lord was just showing me that you live as sheep among wolves so we'll stop there um, I know it doesn't seem like I'm getting very far but 
it does pick up later. Um, <clears throat> I'll leave off at January 15th where I wrote, Wow, so many spiritual things are happening. And, and it, it just... It just got so interesting. So we'll leave it at that. And I pray for anybody out there who's sick. I know it's like... I forgot what it's like to be sick. And in this day and age, you know, you think about, is it going to be the, the dreaded ventilation pneumonia thing that's going around? Or is it, is it just the, a cold? Is it just the flu? You know, you don't really know anymore. And I think that's intentional because the Lord doesn't want us to worry about our life. If, if we are worried that we might die, then just how close are we to him? And I don't want to eat those words. Of course I don't. But they have to be said. You know, it has to be said. If we are worried about losing our lives in this world, you know, then, then we need to get closer to him. Because... We should want to be looking forward. We should be looking forward to our life after this world. You know, not having a death wish, but also not being afraid to die. Because when we die, where are we going? You know? <clears throat> so I'll leave you with that. And for anybody out there who's feeling sick, I just ask the Father right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just ask you to put it in the Lord's hands. And any family members that are sick, just lift them up to the Lord. And let his peace just wash over them. And I just pray that if they're supposed to get better, they get better. And if it's time for them to go home, that they are made aware that they need to get their house in order and be ready to meet their Savior. I know that's not the typical kind of prayer that you hear, but, <clears throat> you know, we're not all going to live forever um, in our bodily form. So anyway, with that, <clears throat> I... Pray you're all having a blessed day.